So, uh, hello and welcome to the Assembly O Podcast. My name is Lewis. My name is Brandon. And today we have Ryan Flager from Payworld. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you for being here. Why don't you just give us a little bit about yourself? You know, tell us who you are, uh, what your business does, and uh, where you're coming from. Yeah. So, um, as you mentioned, my name is Ryan Flager, and I was born just north of Seattle, Washington. Um, I grew up here and um, ended up going to school in Santa Barbara, California, where I went to uh, UCSB originally and then transitioned into a film program uh, at a school called the Brooks Institute in uh, Santa Barbara. And, uh, you know, I eventually transitioned my major from film to digital media and uh, ended up working on software projects, uh, met Brandon along the way, and um, uh, basically our business, Payworld, uh, which is our main business, we actually have a suite of apps now, but um, our main business, Payworld, focuses on e-commerce tools. Mm-hmm. And uh, our goal is basically to make subscriptions easier for merchants. So we focus on recurring billing uh, and recurring payments specifically and we integrate with a bunch of different e-commerce platforms uh, and provide merchant tools that make it easy to manage subscriptions and uh, bill customers on a recurring basis. So most of our software is all B2B, um, working with other businesses. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, so yeah, so what do, what do you do to prepare for the day? Like, how do you get your mind right? And um, how important is your mindset to your business? Um, so for me, it's simple. It's pretty much coffee, uh, straight to the coffee pot. Uh, that's the first thing I do pretty much every day. You know, the kids are, we have two little kids and they're up early. So we've, you know, fend them off as long as possible and then straight to the coffee pot. Um, and I usually try to take, you know, 30 minutes, uh, in the morning and just kind of scan emails and, uh, you know, make sure that I at least know what's coming for the day. Um, but yeah, coffee is the key. Uh, not gonna lie about that. Um, are you in the Keurig or are you, you, uh, you back no, up definitely, coffee not a, pot? definitely not a Keurig. Uh, I've, I've got a, just a drip, a drip machine currently, but I do have something special on order, uh, which is back ordered. It's a new machine called a spin that actually spins the beans and, and uses centrifugal force to, to percolate, uh, the coffee. So pretty excited huh. about that. If it ever ships, it's been ordered for a couple months now. And Oh man, I'm just I'm, back ordered. Yeah. I'm patiently waiting. So oh, goodness, <laughs> but pretty excited about that. Uh, that should definitely help my mornings. At least I hope so. Oh man. I can understand that coffee for me is crucial. It's a lifestyle and it's just something that if I don't have it during the day, I kind of go nuts without it. So yeah, I, I always shut off by about, you know, 11, 12, but I, it's, it's a requirement for sure. And, um, yeah, usually with mindset, you know, um, it's important for sure. Uh, you know, being positive and, and enjoying what you do is, is obviously really important. Um, and I'm lucky because I, I do enjoy what we do. Um, we've been doing this for uh, almost eight years now, uh, in various aspects with different apps and things. And, um, you know, I'm lucky, uh, uh, got a great family and I get to work from home. I was actually doing that prior to the, you know, the COVID situation. It's, uh, it's a good fit for me and we've got a great team. So, you know, just, you know, having, having people behind you that support you and you trust, um, and being able to build on that, you know, having a good mindset across the board for the whole team is definitely, you know, a key part of our business. 
So let's stay on that for a second, because that's actually the next thing we wanted to go into. Uh, you know, company culture is such a big thing. You know, how you work and interact with, you know, your team is is super important. What do you believe in as far as company culture? Is there like an overwhelming theme that you have? You know, how do you like to interact? How do you like your personnel to feel about you? Would you give us a little bit of insight onto that? Yeah, so um, our team is actually kind of interesting. You know, we started this business and it was literally in a bedroom, uh, you know, grinding. Um, and we've slowly added members over the past eight years. So we have an actual team. Um, everybody that, that works on our team currently uh, is a friend um, and has a good attitude. I actually uh, uh, shared a dorm suite at UCSB with uh, our key uh, support manager, Larry. So we've been friends since college and, um, and you know, uh, pretty much everybody, including our developers, uh, we've met through other projects and just had a good relationship with. Um, you know, we, we really do use tools every day to keep the team together. We use Slack. It's a, probably our number one tool. Um, and everybody uses Slack to communicate. Uh, we have, you know, Giphy turned on in there. So it stays positive and light and everybody, you know, can laugh throughout the day. Um, yeah. So attitude is kind of uh, important for sure. Um, and probably our biggest factor uh, when it comes to the team. Do you think that like that concept of friendship, is it really crucial for making the business run better? Or do you think that it kind of, you know, it can create some pain points? Because obviously friendships are so dynamic, you know, so how, how do you balance that in the workplace? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, it does have challenges. Sometimes, uh, you know, professionally, there has to be a bit of a wall up. Um, but for the most part, you know, because we're friends uh, or have become friends, even through, you know, just working on the, the business, we really know each other and we know, you know, what our buttons are and each other's buttons are. Yeah. Um, and there's been definitely, you know, learning experiences along the way. I'm not going to lie. Like we've had, uh, you know, we've had ups and downs. Um, and, um, and sometimes you tend to take things more personally, maybe because they're a friend, but yeah. um, at the end of the day, it's, you know, for me, it's, you know, even though it's a business, it's kind of friends first. And, um, you know, one thing that contributes to this too, is that we've been bootstrapped since day one. So, you know, we don't have constant pressure from a VC or, or uh, other investor um, to really add an additional level of stress and management. Like we run this business ourselves and we take a real team approach to it. Uh, so I feel like we're able to work through most, you know, most issues that come up. Um, and, you know, we have had some blowups and some things, but we usually just get on a call when that happens and, um, and everybody sinks and, and, you know, rips the bandaid off, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and we're able to work through issues like that. Yeah. Cool. So I guess, um, so the team's distributed. So what, are there any sort of challenges with the distribution of the team or do you feel like that's a better way to work than, than in an office? You know, I know there's, there's competing ideas around that. Yeah. You know, when we started, uh, as you know, we had an office in downtown Santa Barbara and it, we were small then. Um, we've had an office here in Seattle too, for a little bit uh, at times, but honestly, with all the tools that have come out in the last few years, it's, it's easy to manage. You know, you, you have tools like Slack. Um, we use intercom for the customer side of things. So, you know, that, that aggregates chat and email into one place. Um, you know, there are times when I feel like we should do more video calls. Like we just kind of rely on chat and things can be a little bit removed when you do that, but, um, it works really well for us. We, we've been doing it since, gosh, what, 2000, 
2015, really, uh, or I guess no, 2016-ish probably is when we made the full transition across. Um, and it took a while to find the tools, right? When we were just using email and other, you know, traditional communication methods, uh, it wasn't as effective. Uh, now that we have the right suite of apps to support it, it, it makes life a lot easier. You know, Zoom, um, Slack, Intercom. Uh, we use a, a project tracking software called Pivotal. That's uh, it's awesome. We've used it since day one at the business. Um, and I think you know, getting people up to speed on those tools is is a bit of a of a curve. But then once everybody's got it, it it's just a set process. Everybody knows where they need to go, and um, and then we you know we do check up meetings at least once a week. Uh, I do a development meeting uh, on Wednesdays with um, with our lead developer Dan at Payworld, and um, and I communicate with Larry, you know, four times a day usually, who's the head of customer support. And he also has calls with other team members, um, and they're usually short and sweet. It's nice, we can screen share within Slack. So yeah. if we need to show something, you know, it's not like it used to be, you can just pull up your screen and click a button and you're, you're showing, you know, uh, whatever the issue is. Uh, right there and then, which is, you know, it, it's just not the challenge it used to be. I think, uh, you know, post-COVID, a lot of businesses are going to stay in this model. And I've heard that large companies are um, are uh, adopting it and, and allowing, you know, people to, to stay remote, uh, whereas that wouldn't have been an option a couple of years ago. So it's been interesting to see how that, uh, how COVID basically kind of forced it, uh, so to speak, on businesses. Um and now it's being adopted widely. You know, I think uh, a lot of these SaaS applications that help teams, you know, manage and um, manage their products and communicate are, are doing better than they've ever done before. And I, I don't see it slowing down. I think the market's going to grow for, for years to come. Yeah. Not only did I mention like the cost of your bottom line go down significantly when you don't have to have a physical space and everybody can kind of be in their own. Yeah. Just know. that office building alone. <laughs> yeah. That's huge cost. You know? Yeah. Just to run yeah. that. It, you know, it felt weird. We, you know, when we first started Payworld, we pitched to uh, some VCs and, you know, they kind of asked us about company culture and, and what the office was like. And even back then we weren't, we didn't have an office and it felt a little taboo back then to even mention like, oh, we're distributed. Um, but now it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's widely accepted. Uh, VCs you don't have to be ashamed. Us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's no fear around it anymore. I feel like back in the day you had to have an office and, you know, a hundred employees in the same location to be considered to be, you know, effective. Legitimate. Um, but now they don't even look, yeah, legitimate. And they, they don't even, you know, balk at that question anymore. So, um, yeah. Awesome. All right. So g- going back to, uh, you know, the team itself, you know, what, what do you think is more important in a team member um, skills or attitude? I know you, you said attitude is really important earlier. Um, but is skill something you can teach or is that something you, you try to go for from the, from the start? You know, I think you have to have an underlying skill set for sure. Um, and we've, you know, we've worked through some of, we've been lucky, I'll say, to start off. So we've been a bit lucky with our hires. Like, you know, I mentioned that we have a lot of friends working here. It just so happens that a lot of the friends are, are pretty skilled at what they do. Um, but there's been a few of our team members also that started from scratch. So I've kind of seen it both ways. Um, you can teach to a point for sure, um, but you need to have a good a good foundation and a good base. I would I would say um, I, I do think attitude trumps skill set, but but you've got to have a mix of like at least sixty forty. Right. Um, 
And, uh, you know, basically being digitally savvy nowadays is, is super important. And so it's not even so much that you have a skill set in like, you know, programming or, or, uh, you know, just being great with customers, sales, uh, you have to be kind of digitally savvy. So if anything, that's kind of the base that I would say that we, that we look for, you know, can you, you know, handle your own in four or five different applications like Slack and intercom and email, um, and not get overwhelmed. Right. And so, um, that's kind of like the biggest hurdle is just making sure that that base is there. But, you know, we recently hired a developer, uh, who's in Poland and he's incredibly talented. Um, and you know, it's nice when you quote unquote, get lucky and you get something like that, you know, um, because we, you know, we could have done more diligence for sure. Uh, it was a, a recommendation as most of our employee hires have been just uh, a recommendation from somebody. And so you kind of have to trust the people that you, that are on your team to make those recommendations if you're going to go that route. Sure. Um, and, uh, and we've been lucky more than once. So we've got a, you know, a really strong backbone on our team and kind of uh, people in each role that, that really can hold their own weight. I mean, kind of, you know, I mean, I know we're kind of dancing around a little bit, but you know, when, when you think of your company and, you know, uh, you know, the things that you go through, what truly defines success for you as as a, you know, as the owner of the company or as the CEO, uh, as well as, you know, what, what is defining success for a team? What are those kinds of things that really, you know, make it feel right? Sure. Yeah. So we, you know, we have several key metrics that we watch to, to, you know, determine the, to determine the company's success. Um, and as long as they're, you know, they're, they're going up and we're meeting our goals, you know, that's pretty much the company side. Um, but ultimately, you know, success is, is everybody happy? You know, do people resent coming into work? Uh, are they frustrated? We focus a lot on that. Um, we implemented uh, an unlimited vacation policy last year, just because we want to keep every, make sure everybody's getting the time off they need and keep, keep the team right. Um, and, you know, success can definitely be measured different ways. On the company side, you have your key performance indicators, your KPIs and things like that. And we, we track all of that, but, you know, ultimately are the people you're helping happy and successful, right? And when you're able to provide a service like that, 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 you know, makes your, your customers happy, then, you know, you sort of get something out of that yourself. Um, and so, you know, first off, we are uh, definitely focused on like, you know, making customers happy. Uh, and we, we're lucky that we've got some good software and usually we keep people pretty happy. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess the underlying thing I'm saying here is that happiness is, is, uh, is kind of the key to success in my eyes. Um, you know, even on the business side, like, you know, everybody's, you know, friends and happy to, to come into work every day. Um, but, uh, you know, on the business side, are your customers happy? And if they're not, what can you do to change that, right? There's a lot of times when a customer's being, you know, challenging and you want to, you know, you want to be short or, um, you know, you have a, just like, you know, you, you want to be short is a good way to put it. Um, but you really have to go the extra mile and make sure that they're happy. And, you know, if your customers are happy, then ultimately, uh, I think you'll be happy as well and, and find success. Um, so yeah, that, that's a good way to summarize it. You know, happiness is success in my eyes. And I guess that's those, those uh, customers who are frustrated too, uh, those are generally the ones you can turn around to be the, the most vocal supporters. 
You know, we've had a lot of uh, good results with that. Uh, if somebody leaves a negative review, we jump on it. And more often than not, we can flip it from a negative review to a positive review because if they're passionate enough to speak out and are angry for some reason, then chances are they'll engage with you um, and, you know, let you turn that around. Um, and we've done that more than once. We've had, a, you know, a one-star review come in or something like that. And, um, and we immediately, you know, reach out, get in, get a hold of them and, Usually, uh, we can flip them to a five-star review, which um, which speaks to that whole thing about you know keeping your customers happy. And then we feel good, obviously, when that happens because we know we were able to work through an issue that would have otherwise just driven maybe the customer mad or um, or you know led to you know lesser lifetime value for that customer if they're if they've got something underlying that they're just not speaking out about um, or if they did speak out about and it's not addressed, then it's not gonna it's not gonna go well long term. So. Yeah, for sure, Brandon. You know, it's funny, like, uh, like you know, Brandon and I were working on some projects together, and, and that's something that I really had to become accustomed to was the idea that when you have any kind of engagement with customers, it's great, whether it's negative or positive, because it's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity that you can you can do something, like you can bring somebody back into the fold, or you can create a longstanding relationship. So on that theme, right, challenges are always arising in the business. You know what? what keeps you motivated to keep rising to the challenge of going past it? Is there something that, you know, if there's something that you keep as a, as a goal oriented in your head that you're like, you know, when it gets hard, I focus on this and I push forward. Why don't you give me a little insight on that? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's hard to say that there's like a specific goal that, you know, really pushes, pushes me there, but um, you know, ultimately to keep things moving, you have to stay positive. Um, and so when stuff gets tough, you know, a lot of times I'll take a walk. It's, it's easy to stay in this office and you, know, you get, you walk in at eight 30 and you look up and it's five 30. Um, but when, you know, when something's challenging, um, you know, sometimes you just have to take a walk, uh, and change your mindset a little bit, um, yeah. clear the head. Uh, when you do that, or when I do that, you know, I usually can come back, sit down and be a lot more effective at whatever I was going to do previously. So yeah. You know, that, that five minute walkabout that I do uh, from time to time definitely helps, you know, keep things moving um, and clear the head for sure. See, I thought you were going to say, uh, you know, when things get tough, I just think about the Seahawks winning. Yeah, no, I mean, that helps too. <laughs> that helps. I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm kind of stuck, you know, like. It's... Yeah, I feel you. We have the Seattle Mariners up here too, if that makes you feel any better. So. We haven't done much since like what, the perfect season in 72, which is like our claim to fame, you know. Yeah, had a couple good prospects in there for quarterback two, Tannehill and all that, just didn't work uh, It's you know, painful. Ebbs and flows. It's all cycles. It'll come back. So yeah. So uh, where where are you headed over the next like five to ten years? Like, what do you see as the future for Payworld, uh, for the other apps you're running? Um, you know, and and how do you think the new technologies are going to affect your industry? Yeah, good question. So uh, you know, the e-commerce industry has grown double digits for I think fifteen years now, uh, maybe even twenty years. And, you know, I don't see it slowing. The market is massive. Um, so there's all sorts of niches that you can get into. And we have several, you know, apps. We do recurring payments. We have a loyalty app. And as you know, we just uh, acquired a, an upsell app. Um, so we're focused on e-commerce. Uh, and I, you know, I think over the next, you know, decade even, uh, that that market's going to continue to grow. There's going to be more and more merchants that onboard into different ecosystems. 
Um, we, we work a lot on Shopify and BigCommerce, which are, you know, major platforms that help people host their websites. But, you know, there's new platforms coming up all the time, including social platforms. Um, there's some really cool stuff coming out where uh, basically it's, it's formats like this uh, that are live for your store where you have video um, and there's overlay tools that are coming to help with things like subscriptions and, and closing sales in, in live video and in, you know, Zoom and other platforms. So we're always kind of looking around to see, you know, what, uh, what platforms would be good to integrate with. Um, that's one of the things we've done pretty, pretty well at Payworld over the years is we've always selected really great partners, you know, larger ecosystems that, that have customers that need, or businesses that need a, need something specifically, right? Um, and I don't think that that's going to change anytime soon. Um, there are some, you know, there are some big things coming for the payment space, like cryptocurrencies had a year. Yeah. Um, and we've been watching that closely since, you know, 2017, 2016. I think even, you know, prior to that, we actually technically had support for, for Bitcoin like a long time ago through Stripe. Uh, and so we know that that's coming, um, but I don't think the tools are there yet. You know, as they say, the the pioneers get slaughtered and the settlers get the gold, so to speak. So um, we don't want to be too early to market there, but we're keeping an eye on it because I think that will change the landscape of transaction fees. You know, as some of this layer two uh, crypto stuff comes down the line where, you know, you can get truly uh, free, uh, you know, processing or fees. We're going to have to look hard at that and how we how we stay relevant because, you know, a lot of our uh, billing models are based on a percentage of the transaction. And so like we have free, a free plan, you can sign up for free, but because of that, we take a, a percentage of the transaction when you're on a free plan. And so with, you know, with crypto coming, um, you know, we're going to have to look closely at that and see how we can adapt. Um, and I think that, there, that the tools are progressing. So I don't, you know, I don't anticipate it as, you know, some monumental thing that will change the landscape of our business, but if we're not careful, um, you know, we definitely could lose market share to, to new tools that come out. So like, as I said, we're always looking for platforms that we can build on and expand from. And I think as long as we do that, we'll be, you know, set up for success long-term. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, we've seen over the past year, a lot changed with COVID, obviously. Um, and I know that the, the Shopify ecosystem has seen a great deal of change as well with, you know, more businesses moving online. You know, you see a, a huge suite of apps come out over the past year for curbside pickup and things like that. Um, you know, how do you see the the changes that have been implemented um, due to the pandemic? Um, you know, how do you see those going into the future? Do you think any of them will be sticky and, and we'll, you know, th- we'll be talking about, you know, curbside pickup here in, in five years? Or, or do you think a lot of this, once people go back to business as usual, will just sort of like roll back to how it was uh, two years ago? Yeah, I think it's here to stay. You know, I, I had dinner with a close friend um, and recently, and he was like, you know, there's one thing I'm not giving up after COVID and it's Instacart. Like, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, it's just so much better than going to the grocery store and going down every aisle eight times and, you know, all of that, you know, pain that you do to go to the grocery store, which is funny because, um, you know, a, even a year ago, uh, you know, it seemed like a total luxury, you know, a, a novelty type product. Um, and we used it a little bit prior, but now we, we rely on it. Um, and I think, you know, because of the, the pandemic, uh, a lot of people have been forced into using these tools, but 
kind of like in a good way. You know, you force maybe isn't the right the right word. But now they're used to it. Yeah. So yeah. everybody's kind of you know used to it now and realizing that this technology uh, is here and it can be utilized going forward. You know, I, I think Google just extended, um, you know, they were talking about force people to go back to work for 2022, but I think that they, at least a friend of mine who works for them, said that they are allowing them to, to choose now because the tools are in place. Everybody's had to adopt them. They're now in place. And so uh, companies are invested in these tools. Um, and, you know, even on the consumer side, uh, you know, I'm invested in, in Instacart now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I don't have to go to the grocery store. It's here within two hours. And I, and I don't think that these tools are going to get worse, right? They're just going to keep getting better. So I think a lot of these changes that we've experienced are going to be here for the long term. And, um, and yeah, and we're lucky because we've kind of, you know, we were ahead of the curve. And so we saw a huge influx last year um, and, and even through this year. Um, you know, we had eight out of 12 months last year were all time highs for us, um, which, you know, usually it's about with our growth, it's four to six months, you know, we do all time highs, but it was like every single month. And uh, with the launch of our new Shopify app that, that leverages a bunch of internal technology that they have to keep checkouts, you know, more native and things like that. You know, our, our growth has been really explosive in the last year. And I just don't, you know, I don't see it. I don't see it wanting. I think that it'll, it'll continue to pump. Um, you know, people may back off, uh, you know, when everybody's vaccinated and you can go out again and everything's open. I think there might be a period where people sort of are, you know, they're pent up. And so they'll, you know, they'll go out and experience that. But um, I don't foresee a lot of uh, businesses just cutting off the, the digital tools they've implemented, um, at least the ones that are helpful, that are truly helpful, that are adding value to their business, which, you know, hopefully uh, we're in that category. What a, what a world to like to live into, uh, you know, oh, we're, we're going to go out and have an exciting experience of buying our own mayonnaise at the grocery store. Yeah, going to a <laughs> restaurant. I mean, it's it's... It's bizarre. We're we're slowly opening up here, which is nice. And I think uh, Georgia's a bit ahead of us. And I'm, I'm how is it in, in Vermont, Brandon? Is it? Oh, I don't think Vermont's ever going to open up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is really, really locked down. Uh, they just they just opened up. Um, people who have been fully vaccinated and have both doses can now come to the state without quarantining for two weeks. Oh, oh since when? Uh, Tuesday. Yeah, Georgia's was, weird. Georgia, Tuesday. Georgia is like it's been. We've been open for business. Yeah, never stopped. <laughs> Not really. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, obviously, it, you know, at the beginning of COVID, you know, there was this definitely curve, but then after a while, I think people just became acclimated to the situation, or some just kind of just they gave threw up their hands and like, forget it. I'm just doing what I'm going to do. And you know, yeah. people are very, very free about that kind of stuff. You know, here. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. It, what's what's weird to me though is that how you know COVID. I mean, obviously, you know, the negative aspect of it is, of course, you know, the virus itself and the effects on the human body and people, you know, having you know deaths and all that. But it's been such a a, a great accelerator for you know e-commerce and online businesses and all these different platforms. It's it's amazing how it's like before COVID. You, you know, you were when you were strategizing, you're looking more like oh, the next five years, the next ten years, maybe. This thing came in and it was like a matter of months that people just had to transition so fast that, you know, it just, it's, you know, exactly what you're saying. It's just like the influx of clients and people and consumers. It's just it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, so 
you know, you know, we're almost at the end, I guess. So, so really, I guess the last thing that we would like to ask is, you know, give us, you know, three things that you want to, you know, tell us about yourself. It doesn't have to be business related. It can be anything, just three items of whatever. Go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go, you know, like, so, <laughs> you know, I can, I can give you my favorite color. Uh, okay. But that's not that important. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, it might be. Well, now yeah. I want to know what it is. <laughs> You're going to have to wonder. <laughs> you know, I, I tend to like blues and greens. Those are yeah. my favorite. You know, a little orange for flash sometimes. Okay. Uh, you, could, you, you could probably tell by the color scheme of our website, actually, yeah. um, which colors are, are my favorite. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, one thing I'll say just in closing is that, you know, it has been a trying time for a lot of people. Uh, I think we're near the end of it. Um, and you know, as, as much as, uh, we need to stay, you know, focused on our businesses and whatnot, it's also important to take a bit of a digital detox from time to time. That's something I've been trying to implement in the evenings a little bit is really, you know, shutting off uh, the device and disconnecting, um, especially now because we're all working from home. So, uh, you know, that's something that I'm, I'm trying to do personally. And I think it, it, it's awesome when you can just disconnect a little bit. So, um, you know, as, as we get over the hump here with the COVID thing, um, I'd recommend that people, you know, try that, you know, they even have these lock boxes. You can put your phones in if you have, uh, if you have issues and can't, and can't put it down where you lock your phone in a box and, uh, unless two people provide keys, you can't get into it. Yeah. I was going to say, that's just, you lock it in the box and then cross your fingers. You don't have an emergency. <laughs> yeah. That's actually what I need is, is the lock box. Otherwise I'm, I'm pretty glued to it, but, um, you know, um, I'd say go Hawks too. love the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excited about our new hockey team here in Seattle. We've got the Seattle oh, yeah. starting later this year. That's right. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, be well. And yeah, that's pretty much that's all I've got. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Well, thanks again, Ryan, for joining us today. Uh, how can people find more out more about Payworld? Um, you want to drop some drop some URLs out there for, for some folks? Yeah, it, it's uh, app.payworld.com uh, for Payworld. We also have, uh, you know, Glow Loyalty, which is glowloyalty.com um, and Upsell Wizard, which is upsellwizard.com. So feel free to take a look at any of those. They're also listed in the Shopify app store, the big commerce app store and other places. So, um, we'd love to help if you have any, you know, needs for recurring payments or, or any of those other things, loyalty or, or upselling uh, your customers. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, we appreciate all our listeners for tuning in. Uh, you can find all of our episodes at sinleo.com or wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you next time. Right. Thanks guys. Thank you. Uh,